All right, so if you've got your Bibles, if you like to follow along in your Bible today, we're in Daniel chapter 3, and, uh, and man, I'm excited about this, and, and in fact, I, I have been just overwhelmingly, oh my, I can't even explain the feelings that I've got. In this past week, I'm sure that you guys have all kind of been experiencing some of what I'm going to talk about. And so today, uh, I'm just going to kick it off, and I'm going to ask this, this flat-out question to you. Because this is the question that I had to just sit on for a couple days this week. What are you, what are we being influenced with today? What is your influence today? Is, are you being influenced by Scripture? Are you being influenced by the words that God has? Or are you being influenced by social media and, and by political figures and by, by greed or by people? A lot of times we put all of our influence into people alone or the news you know what that creates? That creates anger. That creates depression. That creates sadness. It creates fear, constant fear. People live in constant fear today. It is to the point that we hear something and we immediately turn and we run and we have to figure out exactly what it is that is going on. You know, somebody says, hey, did you see what so-and-so posted on social media? No, I didn't, but I got to find out because you got me on edge right now. I don't have a clue what it is, but I have to know what's going on. Did you see what's happening in the news? No, 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 no. I got to go flip it on. You flip it on, and four hours later, you're still watching it, knowing that there is nothing that you can do about what is taking place, but you're so stuck in it, and you're getting filled with anger and and then fear, and it's like you hit all the different phases of grief because it's just like you go from one thing to another to another, and then sadness overtakes you, and then depression sets in, and then it's just like you just can't escape it, and every time you go to turn away, you just can't walk away from it because you cannot figure out what's going on in the world or in your life. But the deal is this, is that you have better control over your life than that. We all do. We all hold that control, and that control lies in what it is that you put your faith in. It's what you put your influence in, and I love this because we're going into Daniel chapter 3 today, and this was a pretty cool thing that took place because what we see here is we see this king, Nebuchadnezzar, and, and, and cool guy. No, he's not really, but um, we're going to call him Nebi today just because that's like the universal church term for that because it's a really big name. And so we call him King Nebi, okay? And so we're going to go with that. Um, Universal Kids Church, I'm sure that they have talked about that before at some point. So King Nebi. And this guy, this guy decides that he's going to construct this, this influential statue, this, this thing, this, this God that they're going to worship. And this thing was massive. It was made of gold. It was 90 feet tall. It was nine feet wide. Massive gold statue. And you know what he does is he goes in and he calls in all of his political leaders. He calls in the judges. He calls in the magistrates. He calls in all these different people to come in, the mayors, the senators, the members, the law enforcement, the military, all the advisors, the tax collectors, the judges. He calls all of them in to come to one place and he tells them, this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to work. You are going to be influenced by my God that I have constructed here. And every single time that you hear the band play, you are going to stop and you are going to bow down and you are going to worship this statue. You're going to be influenced by this statue. You're going to be influenced by this King Nebi because he's going to tell you how you're going to live your life. 
And I believe that social media has done that to us, is that it, can, it tells us how we're going to live our life, walk our life, how we're going to, to start our day, how we're going to end our day. I am so guilty of that. I am not going to sit up here and be a hypocrite. I'm guilty of the exact same thing. I start my day sometimes and flip over to social media before I even get out of bed. You know, my days start so much better when I start with Jesus. My days start so much better when I start there. I can't even start frustrated beyond belief if I start in the news or if I start in social media. I'm done. It's all about the influence that we put in. And so, so he calls all these leaders and he calls all these people to come and hear what it is that he's now enacting. He's telling everybody, when you hear the music, when you hear the beat drop, you need to stop and, and you need to worship. You need to bow down and you need to worship this, monst this monstrous statue that I have constructed. And he called all people, all different cultures, all different races, everybody. It didn't matter who you were. This was what you had to do. And it came with punishment. And I believe that sometimes when we choose to live our life a different way, it can come with punishment, but a punishment that we can withstand because we know where we're truly putting our trust in our lives in. And that is the thing right there. And the punishment was this. If you did not stop and drop down and worship this statue when the beat dropped, you were in trouble. And what would happen is you would be thrown into the furnace. And so they had this fiery furnace in the middle of town, and if you did not listen to what it was that he was doing, he wasn't playing around. He just tossed you in there. You're done. We're done with you. Boom. And that was what was happening. Could you imagine walking around living in a place where every time that you heard something, you had to stop and drop and worship? We do. It's called notifications on our phone. Boom. You hear that word, you hear that tone, and all of a sudden it's like, whew. Man, we were in a car the other day, my phone went off. And it was my phone. And Doug, like, immediately reached over and grabbed his phone to look. I was like, dude, it's mine. It's mine. Don't worry. It's mine. It's telling me what to look at. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and, and that's the kind of stuff that it is. But I'm telling you this right now. Church, we're in revival series right now. We're in revival mode right now. And this is what I believe. I believe that it is time for us to take a stand. It's time for us to take a stand against these things. It is our choice. It's our decision on what it is that we're going to do. And if we're truly seeking revival, it begins right there with the stand that you have to take. Know who you are and who you were created to be. You weren't created to be this person that was stuck in this, in this bowl and never looks outside of this but we were not created to be stuck on social media constantly. We were not created to be stuck with greed and constantly wondering what we were going to do next. We weren't created to have faith and put our faith in people, in people alone. So many times we get so hurt because people continue to hurt us left and right, and your best friends or your, your best family members will hurt you at times. It's going to happen. It's going to take place. I promise you, and I hate to even promise that, but it's just the reality of it. But God promises to not hurt you. He will not hurt you. And if you get hurt by God, it's, it's something that you got to seek in your heart because he's got something bigger planned than what it is that you're seeking for. You were not created to be full of anger constantly. How many times do we walk around just full of anger, frustrated about the way things are, to be full of depression and sadness and to live in constant fear? It's not healthy. In fact, if you live your life in constant fear, you end up going into the medical office to try to figure out what's going on with you, and they tell you that it's nothing but stress. You have put so much fear in your life with everything that you look at. You are stressed out to the max, and it is damaging your body. It's damaging your mind. It's damaging the way that you look at things. 
and people lived their life in fear because even if they didn't believe in this statue, they would stop and drop because they didn't want things to happen to them. When you no longer bow down to these things, people are going to get furious. That's what I'm talking about right here. You want to talk about the furnace? We don't have a furnace, but people are going to get frustrated at you. I want you to jump on social media every time that I text you, Ethan. You need to get on there and see what it is that I'm sending you. I'm sending you memes, man, and you need to know what those memes are immediately. Sometimes they're really good, but you need to know what they are immediately. So here's the deal. We get introduced to these three guys, and they got weird names. If any of you ever name your kids after these guys, man, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited for school their first day. But you've got, you've got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all right? And so you got these three guys, and they're pretty cool. But here's what the deal was. They decided that they would not bow down to this statue. They didn't care what it was. They didn't care who told them what to do. They refused to bow down to that. And so King Nebi calls them up. He's like, hey, I need to talk to you guys. I'm hearing, you know, they had some snitches back then. And they went and they got them and they told King Nebi what was happening. And so they got them, brought them in. And here they are, they're talking about it. And King Nebi brings them in and says, look, what are you doing? What's going on with you? I told you, I, I made a decree that on this day, when, when, the, music, when the music hits, when the dro- beat drops, you have to stop, drop, and worship. You cannot do anything else but do that. I am telling you, when you hear it, you need to drop. Are you going to do it? He even asks them again, are you going to do it? Are you going to drop? They said no. No. Here's the deal. People are going to tempt us. Because that's what King Nebi was doing. People, were, people are going to tempt us. And, and when that takes place, you need to know where you stand your ground. If you're in the middle of a social media fast and you know that you need to do that for God and somebody says, hey, have you seen what's happening right now? You take that sand and say, no, I'm not on there right now. I don't need that. It's not controlling my life right now. I'm not going to allow that to step back. Or if you decide that you're going to make a change and, and you're going you're to focus more on God, then people are going to tempt you to take, and take it and take a step back from that. I got friends that, that have dropped alcohol and they said, I don't need that in my life because it controls my life. You know, every time that I drink, it, it sends me into a downward frenzy. I, I become this nasty person. I don't need that. I don't want that. So they make that decision, and on day one and day three, their friends are egging them on to come to the bar and just to have one drink. One drink's okay. No, 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 it's not okay. And the reason why it's not okay is simply this. The reason why it's not okay is because they said that I don't want this to control my life anymore, and people are tempting them to continue to let that control their lives. That's what it's all about. We are going to be tempted. People are going to do stuff. People are going to say, hey, one more time, and then they're going to be frustrated with us. And I'm saying us because I believe that if revival's taking place, it's happening. It's taking place, and things are going to happen big. Not just here, but it's going to happen within your families, and it's going to happen within your cities, and it's going to happen within the state and within the country, and we're going to see revival take place. I already see it breaking out all over this country and all throughout the world. But you have to be able to take a stand and know that things are going to happen, that people are going to tempt you, that people are going to challenge you, but you need to stand firm on what it is that you have, and that's what these guys did. They stood firm. Even when they were facing the furnace, they stood firm. Listen, Jesus knew that these days would come. And he knew that we would be faced with adversity. 
He knew that things would not always be easy for us. In fact, they never really were, even when he walked this earth. But he promised this one night to his disciples. He said, look, I'm leaving you. But in me leaving you, I'm going to leave you my spirit. And he's going to live within you and through you. And he left that spirit to us. Some people say, I've never experienced it before. What, what's that like? You ever felt that nudge where you're like, oh, I know I should do that. I know I should go talk to that person. I know I should pray for that person. But I don't want to. We call that the spirit. He's like, come on now. That person needs you. That person needs some loving. What's going on? Where are you at? That little nudge. The Holy Spirit lives within us and is always there. And I think that's an incredible thing. Father, we know that you're here. We know that your presence is very much here. And so I pray that as we continue to, to filter what it is that you have, Father, that we put our trust in you, our faith in you, knowing that there is another in the fire. So, Father, we thank you so much for speaking, for continuing to speak, that it doesn't end here, but it continues to move. We thank you so much, Jesus. In your name I pray, amen. Listen, I'm not done yet, if that's all right. I've got just a little bit, and we're, we're about done, but it ain't done yet. Because here's the deal. That story doesn't end with them just confronting King Nebi. You understand this? Like, that story doesn't end there as they, as King Nebi saying, no, no, I need you to worship him. And they said, no, because here's the deal. He got frustrated with them. He got mad at them. And you know what he did? He took, he took place of his promise. And he said, you're going to the furnace. I'm sending you three to the furnace. And, and this is where it goes back. This is where it goes back because we need to take the stand. We need to take the stand, church. And here is where it is. They took their stand and they said, I know what's getting ready to happen. I know what's getting ready to take place. I know the things that are going to happen. But my God is bigger than any of this. I promise you that. My God is so big. I can withstand the furnace. He is here with me. And it doesn't matter what it is that I'm going through. Because here, this is what it was. I believe that sometimes we believe that the things in life have been turned up to, to level seven because King Nebi says this. He says, I'm going to turn the furnace up. I'm not just going to put you in the normal furnace. I'm not going to put you in the normal fire. I'm not going to put you in the normal heat. No, I'm going to turn it up seven times. You're going to feel this because you are going against what it is that I have for you. And I believe that in life sometimes we feel like life has been kicked up to seven. We feel like everything that is taking place is coming down upon us. That every time we take a stand, every time that something else happens, that everything is coming down and we are just stuck in this fire that we cannot get through. But here is the deal, and I absolutely love this. There is another in the fire because when, when King Nebi sent these guys in, he bound them up. He didn't just throw them in. He bound them up. He tied their hands up. He tied their feet up. They weren't going to go anywhere. I feel like sometimes in my life, I'm bound up. I can't escape it. Whatever it is that's holding me back, I can't get through it. It just seems like the same old thing that keeps coming, just keeps coming, and I can't break it. But as the guards were taking these guys to the furnace, I absolutely love this. Listen to this. If you are standing right now in the fire, if you believe right now that you are on level seven and you feel the heat, you feel what's taking place. These guards are walking these three guys to the furnace to throw them in there. And you know what happens? Those guards die before they can even reach the furnace. He throws those guys. They go into the furnace. And King Nebi's excited because they're done. This was on level seven. You can't get past this. You can't get past this. My God, my statue is so much bigger than what it is that you have. But you know what he did? 
Listen to me, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this right now. If you're going through the fire right now, if you have things in your life right now, whatever that may look like, chains of addiction, chains of brokenness, chains of depression, chains of fear, chains of sadness, whatever it may look like, I promise you this right now. As King Nebi looked in, you know what he saw? He saw four. I'm telling you that right now. He saw four people. He didn't just see the three of them. He saw four, and he said, that resembles the Son of God. That is God in the fire. And you know what they were doing? They were no longer bound up. They were not bound by fear. They were not bound by sadness. They were not bound by all the things of life. They were dancing. Listen to me. They were dancing. They were having fun in the fire because God was standing there with them. And I'm here to tell you this right now. If you are in the fire, God is there with you. You might feel the heat. You might feel the pressure. You might see what's happening around you. But God is there sheltering you from the from the heaviness of the heat. He's sheltering you from all the things that are taking place. Are you willing to allow him to do these things in your life today? That is the commitment we make in revival. Are we willing to be revived to the point that we are going to say, God, protect me in the fire. I have the faith to say, throw me to the fire. Throw me to the fire. Throw me to the wolves. Throw me to where you want me because my God is here. I want you guys to stand up with me because we're going to sing this song one more time because I believe there's breakthrough happening. I believe that things are taking place and no matter what it is that is being thrown at you, my God, your God is here and he is with you and he is protecting you and you are going to dance in the fire and you are going to come out victorious and people are going to see you as a living testimony to what God can do in their lives. Father, I thank you. I thank you for what it is that you continue to do. But I thank you right now for the breakthrough that's happening today, for the breakthroughs that are taking place online, for the breakthroughs that are taking place inside of Tip City right now. I pray, Father, you continue to push us, continue to shape us, continue to call us, that if we have issues right now, that we leave them at your feet because revival cannot take place if we are living in fear that the fire is going to consume us. When revival takes place, when we know that the fire is around us, that you will protect us. And so, Father, we thank you so much for what it is that you continue to do. Father, I want breakthrough to take place. And so I declared if there is, if there are health issues in this place, I pray that we have the faith, the faith to say, you have this, God. You're going to take this from me, God. I know it. I know that, that if it is in your will that big things are going to take place, that chains of addiction are going to break, that fear will be no more. I have faith to know, God, that you can take care of these things in our lives. So shake the mountains, break the walls apart, Father, that we can see you clearly and we can make a move today to be closer with you, to be revived in you, to be made new in you, Father. In your name I pray, amen.